0: Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. This is episode 113, lucky number 113. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, no matter what time zone. Doesn't matter if he's at a roulette table. We gotta get our FRLs in, especially on a week like this week. Willie Sailor, live from the roulette, putting it all on black. What's up, buddy?
1: Not... Not the roulette table. Is that uh, is
0: that roulette? Is that roulette where you bet on black or red? What am I thinking yeah, of?
1: Yes. Right. The, the wheel. Yep. The wheel.
0: Okay. So I know I know I know a thing.
1: Right. So I'm not in the casino right now, but I am in the hotel at the, the fabulous Hooters, Hooters Hotel and Casino. It's here on the- actually called. Wait, wait, wait. It's not a restaurant. It, it's a hotel. It's a casino.
0: But it's called the Hooters Hotel. That's it's Hooters, it? yes. This is
1: Hooters has a casino and a hotel.
0: This is a sign of end times.
1: You realize that, right? <laughs> Christian despises Hooters. He like gets creeped out by Hooters. It is. Well, yes. First of all,
0: this this job has made me backslide. I had never, I've never from once from been in all a your values. huh. From all your values. Not really, but. I I never in my life been to Hooters in my life until I started working here, and then uh, it's my it's on me. I should never have gone. But it, you know they took me there after Super Thirty Two. It's where That's everyone went to eat. That was the Super first time 32. I went.
1: Yeah, Super Thirty Two. You get, that first night you got to go to Hooters. Everybody goes there.
0: You it's really not necessary at all. It's, you don't have to go there. Okay, so I do hate it because it just looks like. It's just sad to me. It's I, all I see are broken dreams delivering me drinks. <laughs> That's all it is. It's like
1: That's what you see.
0: I see broken dreams.
1: Lo- I mean, you're I, I, I just your, feel so.
0: I'm like, I'm just like, hang in there, Becky. Like, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, of course, in that manner. But you're thinking about her broken dreams. There's other things to look at in the Hooters.
0: But the food is subpar.
1: Food's it, not good. It's not good.
0: Okay, so the foods. So the whole point is this place. You go to restaurants to get food and to be properly nourished. Okay, you don't. That doesn't accomplish that goal. And then you've got these poor girls parading around, being oogled at by all these weirdos, including flow personnel. It's it's just it's
1: just. I just get creeped out by it. I don't know. I I, it is. is. It's not. It's not. It's not high value. There's not high values there. Not high value. Yeah, I just. It's not for me. Hooters Hooters is not for me. So it's right across the street from the MGM Grand where the fights are. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we started Flow Combat, and we have a couple guys that did the UFC fight thing in Vegas a million times. They're Vegas veterans, and they're like, dude, stay stay at Hooters across the street. It's half the price, and uh, it's right across the street. So I took their advice, and, um, yeah, it's fine. It's great. It's great? Uh, I mean, it's not as good as being across the street at MGM Grand, of course. Right. So I go across there. It was the first time I was ever in there, the place is immaculate. Really? It's like a wonder of the world.
0: Are there like Saudi princes there just gambling like cars? Yeah,
1: everything is immaculate and it's humongous. And yeah, there's the restaurants there. Are, you know, they have restaurants from Emerald and Wolfgang Puck and Tom Colicchio. And there's what's the Hooters status on the MGM Grand? Do they have one of those? No, the, the food here is terrible. They have uh, they have another restaurant that's not a a, a Hooters wing thing, but it's it's equally. I, t- I had it last night. It tastes like dog food. I had, I had uh, beef tips. They were horrible. Beef tips. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know
0: that's another thing about Hooters. Willie and I, Willie and I are, are wings guys. We love chicken wings. I love chicken wings. Willie loved chicken wings. We we have that in common, along with maybe two or three other things. <laughs> two. Two places that you end up eating a lot at in wrestling are and it's unfortunate are Buffalo Wild Wings and Hooters. And they both have terrible chicken wings. And the one named its very restaurant on their chicken wings, and they are
1: awful. Let's clear something up. Clear it like up. Every, every year we go to Fargo and like I was I was like all about the Buffalo Wild Wings for years. I still am, really, in Fargo. But uh Your net, your restaurant's name is wings and your wings are horrible
0: horrible i tried to make this case i was shouting from the fargo rooftops why are you guys going to buffalo wild wings we had perfectly good food vouchers we could eat in the dining halls and you guys you guys <laughs> poo-pooed that, that. Like, that you guys down. poo-pooed that and you would sit in this buffalo wild wings and eat these frozen chicken wings reheated uh, and doused in barbecue sauce and pretend that that's like satisfactory living i don't get it
1: i didn't order food there and uh number one and number two um it's it's about all the people that go there right all the yeah. restaurant people go there that's but why you go there. here's the thing i could go there
0: quick line it's a buffet style you get a salad you get your soups they have nice entrees a little chicken who knows there's a variety of food what are you
1: talking nobody's eating cafeteria food I-
0: it's not cafeteria food. That's so. That's so dismissive. It's so much better than cafeteria food.
1: You just like free. You're cheap.
0: I'm not cheap. I get reimbursed. It doesn't make a difference to me. I mean, I do try to be um, economical. A I'm a company man, after all. But oh, I I like I like dining hall food. I thought it was very good. That's a little plug. North Dakota State, free of charge. <laughs> the food the food is outstanding. And then I just get that in. Then I go to Buffalo Wild Wings. And watch you
1: guys choke down the the Thai wings. So horrible. So hey, guess who I saw out here? Long time though. No see Greg Jones. Oh my gosh, the former. How monstrous is he? Of, he's not that big. He's he not, used to be. He used to be much bigger. Um, of course he is one of the all-time greats in college wrestling. What is it? Three times three losses in his career or something like that. Four losses.
0: Two of them were at an NCAAs. The
1: three NCAA. national titles. Yeah.
0: Crazy amazing, for West amazing Virginia. Career. But he's,
1: he is in Florida, uh, coaching MMA he's one of the biggest and best clubs. It was great to see him. And, um, and John Labrani, who I grew up wrestling with in tournaments. And he, uh, he, I didn't know it. He's a coach for Oven St. Pru. who's fighting for the, uh, title. So, you know, Well wait,
0: I don't know I don't know all fighters. He's
1: fighting John Jones.
0: Oh. Well, that's not gonna go well, is it?
1: No, but it's a title shot. The guy's ranked sixth in the division, you know.
0: Is John Jones the greatest fighter ever? Greatest MMA I think he is.
1: He might be. I mean compare the compare the records of him and um, GSP and he probably have to I don't know. It's close. John Jones is probably the greatest fighter.
0: Right, right, right. I wish you had headphones so we didn't have this darn echo. It's very obnoxious, Willie. Um, I don't hear an echo. Well, so. yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't hear it, but you will on the recording. Um, so, okay, how much? Uh, how much money have you lost?
1: I lost. I. I um, was kidding. I didn't. I didn't lose quite as much money as I made out last night on Twitter. You're so I said sensational. five hundred. I said, yeah, I sensationalized a little bit because it's funnier. I said I lost five hundred dollars quicker than, a, quicker than a Nation double, right? But I actually I lo I did lose five hundred but I was up two hundred. So I lost three hundred. Okay Um But it was it was really slow. Like it was over like the course of like four or five hours.
0: I can't yeah. I I don't, I couldn't that's another thing about Vegas. Losing losing money like that is scary. Scary to me. You're a well, little yeah. brave like that. Um, okay. So enough, enough about... <laughs>
1: Christian, Kirsten one time at a casino, played blackjack and was up like $17 and he was like, I'm done, I'm quitting. Hey, it's, it's free 17 bucks. It was, no, it was more than that. It was like, it was... Not at the time you said you were going to quit. You're like, I should just quit while I'm ahead. It was like $30. <laughs> I
0: played, I played for $30. To, to me, that's substantial. To me, that's substantial. I'm not a high roller, okay? I'm a, I'm a simple man, and to me, making thirty dollars in like five minutes of blackjack, I'm okay with it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. The odds are I will lose this money. Like that's a mathematical guarantee. So why would I do that? I could win, and then I can just watch. I can watch you lose, which you did lose a substantial amount of money that evening, as I recall. Hey, so did you put
1: that? I, that thirty dollars go in Caleb's uh, scholarship fund? did. It did go right in that. I it mean, did. now he's. You know he's gonna have, you know. Harvard's pretty much paid for at this point, just on my right. gambling winnings alone. Yeah. So good job by you. Wait, right. No, no one to fold them. <laughs> Outstanding.
0: <laughs> All right, where, where to, where to? Should we just?
1: What keep... do you mean where to? You know where to. Where to?
0: Where to? Murraysville, Pennsylvania, home Still. of Spencer Lee and the lovely yeah. Lee family.
1: And horrible internet.
0: Horrible. Well, it's not horrible internet. It's. I mean, if you work for Flow Wrestling, it is. But if you just want to check your email and watch a video on Flow Wrestling, it's perfectly substantial internet. But it wasn't apt for uploading uh, the Spencer interview, which was 20 minutes long, by the way. So we had to improvise a little there. Big shout to the Franklin Regional AD, Mr. Kessler, who let me use his computer to upload the – to Upload the interview. It was it was a it was a mess. It was a mess. I tried to stay composed because sometimes uh,
1: <laughs> I know you were probably losing your mind. So obviously, actually,
0: you know what it was. Uh, Larry Lee, Spencer's father, is a very calming force. So I was like,
1: it's fine. He's very he calm, is, isn't he? He's very calm. So I was like, it's fine. I'm glad that you had him we'll to get cool it. your jets because I I the whole time I was picturing you just losing your mind. So and, you know. I'm here in Vegas, and I'm waiting for this announcement to go up. It's like the biggest announcement ever. And I'm like, when is this going up? When is this going up? And when it's not going up, I'm like, he's having problems uploading this video. And uh, I thought of you about to jump off a bridge. No, it was good.
0: It was, you know, stay calm. It'll get up when it gets up. It's out of my control. Control what you can control, Willie. That's what I was thinking the whole time. So we stayed composed. We came up with a plan, got it up. But it it was an man. I tell you what, this week's show earlier, it was so hard to do, knowing that this was coming. Yeah, good job by us. We holy cow. Yeah, can we pat ourselves on? We didn't
1: tell anyone. I I am such a good secret keeper.
0: It's unbelievable. I
1: was so paranoid of it getting out.
0: Yeah, I was too, and and that was the whole point. You know, the the Spencer was so inundated with this recruiting and the coaches obviously are very aggressively recruiting him, right? Like you have to, he's a, he's a program changing recruit really. So as, as the heat from the coaches gets turned up there after Spencer made his decision, they wanted it over and done with, you know, kind of as soon as possible and secretly. Yeah, so that...
1: if it, if it got out, not by us, by anybody, you know, so Spencer would have told anybody, um, Forty coaches would have called and put in their last-ditch effort. Right. And you don't want to. You don't want to go through that. I mean, you made your decision.
0: Right. Right. So that's where that's where he was. So that's why keeping it quiet was of the essence. Now the one thing that was much easier to keep quiet. Well, not, I don't know, easy. They were both easy to keep quiet. But like the Teasdale thing was so out of left field for some people that like no one saw it coming. He's only a sophomore. Um, I thought
1: that was. I thought it was super cool. I mean, oh, nobody yeah. saw that coming right right There, like maybe nobody knew that spencer was maybe not a lot of people knew that spencer was going to commit to iowa um except for a few message board people and so um some maybe the spencer thing took some people by surprise but the Teasdale thing
0: right geez.
1: i mean yeah. that was not on the, anybody's radar
0: right right a hundred percent and you know just going there and you know you walk in and I could tell just by the the look on Spencer's face it was like it had been a way the the decision had weighed on him and it was oh, not really? it was not I don't think uh I don't know I think he he's just real conflicted right about not conflicted like I don't know where I'm going but just like man I know I respect these coaches and yeah. you know I got to tell yeah. coaches I admire you know mm-hmm. th- no and I think that was that was hard for him and it wasn't like a lack of confidence in his decision. It's just, you know, that part of it. And you know, it was cool. And I'm not, uh, you know, going to share everything, but it was, uh, you know, the 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 process. I mean, Mr. Lee breaks out this massive binder full of all the stuff that he got sent in the mail. It was mm-hmm. it was crazy. It was crazy. I can't imagine that process um,
1: going going through that kind of thing. I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, so what do you what do you make of Spencer Lee and Gavin Teesdale as future Hawkeyes. What I what's mean fall fallout from
0: that? The the it's it's big. It's big for I mean it's huge, actually. I mean this is you know when you consider Spencer Lee's style and how it translates to folk style, obviously he's a good freestyler. He's a freaking junior world champ at sixteen years old. But, you know, the for recruiting as it pertains to Iowa the folk style piece is what matters and this is maybe the most prolific turner from the top position not uh, not to mention he's so good at getting takedowns but he's not going to win matches 8 to 2 right he's going to he's going to pin he's he's logan Steber, ish you know on top he may be he may be more dominant on top by the time remember he's only a junior now he'll be a senior next year i think he's probably going I mean, re- to redshirt how
1: many so, Spencer's, like, complete, right? Like, I mean... Absolutely. Nobody can stop him from taking, them, taking you down. And nobody can stop him from turning him. And think about how many points Logan uh, Logan Steber put up. I mean... I mean, look at someone like Zane Rutherford scored. He was... You know,
0: when... In college wrestling, when one guy can literally be a top 15 team at the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament, one guy like Spencer Lee is a game changer. And not only that he's going to Iowa, that that's a guy that's not going to Penn state. That's right. Who, um, you know, I don't think Nick Soriano is a career 25. I think he's going to have to go up. That guy is huge. And I think he can do it probably next year. And maybe, maybe he'll just settle in and he'll be a career 25 and it works out great for, for, for Penn state. If that happens. But I think the conventional wisdom is that Suriano will move up eventually, so you know Penn State needs a needs a needs a twenty five, you know, and um, you know it's, and it, won't it's be Spencer. and it won't be Spencer Lee who you would obviously want very badly. Now that's you very know, I, much that's that's first world problems for for Penn State. Yeah, sure. No, no sure. not going to be crying and, and too much about as that much too.
1: as as much as this is about team race right and you're talking about we're both talking about uh, team points at NCAAs I think this move now, now of course it's going to be <laughs> um, a bonus for Iowa in their lineup and, and winning duels and plays in high NCAAs um, that goes without saying but I think maybe even bigger than that if you think there might not be something bigger than that but even bigger than that is perception right I mean, <laughs> that it tells you that the top recruit in the country believes right. They he believes in Iowa. He believes in the coaching coaches. He he believes in Iowa's ability to coach you up. Um, and I'll tell you what, there was there's a lot of doubters. There's a lot of doubters about Iowa's program about. The ability to coach you up to an elite level. Am I wrong about that? Um. Well, that's maybe more propaganda. I mean, to a certain. I don't. I don't think it's propaganda. I. I think the conventional thing is, um, look at how many points Penn State's scoring. Look at they're racking up bonus points. I would. Uh, know, okay. I was, yeah. 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 So for not sure, Penn State.
0: Them. Penn State. Yeah. Every, I think everyone acknowledges right now that Penn State gets the most out of their guys of any program in the country bar none. And so by that fact, yeah, they're under Penn State looking up. No question about it. I, yeah, it is a possible perception change. And I think this is a guy that's going to, he's going to develop and he's going to improve. And we've seen what the Lightweights have done at Iowa over the last, I mean, how many years? You know, from, I guess, Falk to McDonough to um, you know Gilman and Clark and now you know Lee, and they're putting guys on the world team, and Dennis now is uh, going to be our Olympian. So yeah, I think I think it does it does change that, and I think it's a uh, it's hu- it's huge for Iowa for those reasons, Willie.
1: I mean, you know, if Spencer's on board, it really makes other elite recruits that are considering. You know, it makes them consider Iowa harder, in my in my opinion. Um, I I just th- I I think perception is a big thing. Uh, yeah. You know, Iowa used to be Iowa used to be this big monolithic Iowa. Iowa was the place everybody went. Iowa had swagger. They bullied people. They scored a lot of points, and that has ebbed. That has ebbed. Getting Spencer and Teasdale and Marinelli; these are things that can help vault them into to regaining that kind of reputation, right?
0: Right, for sure. And
1: you know what? One thing;
0: it's always a it's it's a funny discussion in uh, in wrestling. It's kind of the chicken or the egg. Like, well. Penn State does well, but yeah, well, of course they have Jason Nolf and That's Nickel. I hate this. I hate
1: this. Uh, don't
0: you hate that too? But uh, well, yeah, they're doing well because they've got this guy. And when Iowa was rattling off their toes. Well, well, of it's course not they have the Metcalf.
1: It's not chicken or the egg. That's a that's um that's an excuse for whiners. Right, right, right. So now, well, they're, they're, you know, of course they're doing great. They have. Uh, this number one, this number three, this guy was ranked fourth coming out in the senior year. Um, it, it, you have to coach him too,
0: right? Right. No, no question about that. So I think, you know, I I was I've been saying like, wow, Penn State is just gonna, because this was an assumed thing at Penn State that Spencer was coming, like they. That was that was just conventional wisdom, and so if you assume that, and if you kind of plot that out, you say, well, Penn State is going to win and win and win, and I don't know how there's any end in sight if Spencer Lee goes there. And I've been saying I don't know when Penn State is going to lose NCAs again. And I still don't, and I don't think this doesn't lock anything in for anybody in any way, you know. But it certainly it it shifts. It shifts things back in Iowa's direction. It's a boost up. It gets
1: them a little bit closer. It's probably a good thing for wrestling,
0: (laughs) right? Is it? uh, Yeah, that's that's a common question. Pennsylvania,
1: Pennsylvania people don't want to hear it. They don't want you know a four a four time. He's a he's a legend, right? Spencer Lee is like maybe the greatest when it's all said and done. One maybe the greatest high school wrestler ever, and he's leaving your state to go. To an arch rival, and you know, might not want to hear it, and it might not make you feel warm and fuzzy inside, but it might be great for the sport, because if Spencer goes to Penn State, that might be all she wrote for like a decade.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really tough. I mean, it's that's that's kind of where I'm at. Now, I, I wonder, you know what? Think about like women's basketball, where Connecticut just wins every stinking year, Um you know, was that good was that bad what was it like in the in the 80s when Iowa or 80s and 90s when Iowa was just winning everything and they won 9 in a row at one point you know i i was obviously not really around then but what what was just, the yeah. landscape of college wrestling like then when that was happening
1: i shouldn't say i shouldn't say bad for the sport i don't think it would be bad for the sport if penn state won 10 in a row uh, it wasn't bad for the sport when iowa won 9 in a row several times but um
0: doesn't our, doesn't our sport seem to go in bursts like that? Like, there's exceptions, but, like, there's an Iowa run, and then there was an Oklahoma State run, and then Iowa again, and then Penn State, and Ohio State snuck one in there, and Minnesota snuck, you know, some. But by and large, we're it's a sport of runs, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, how's it going to look? I mean, Iowa, they look well set up. And like you said, what is the momentum from this, you know? Who else says, I'm coming too? I'm gonna to go to Iowa too, or who? How does this well, shift things for Penn State? Right,
1: that, like I said, I, I, it's, it's difficult to articulate. Um, I don't think Spencer, I don't think Spencer, in and of himself, just won Iowa championships based on the points he's gonna score, right? But or and Gavin, for that matter. Um, but it could if they get additional recruits because of it, right? right. So Iowa I mean, has a b- shot to win a national title this year with their lineup. Then when Cl- these Clark recruits get in, yeah, right? Then they lose everybody. So they almost have to completely rebuild.
0: No, no, I don't think so.
1: I mean, they're losing four starters next
0: year. Yeah, yeah. So they lose Meyer, Brooks, Gilman, and uh, Clark. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I, you know, they might not win a title, but it sets them up to be in the conversation. If you know, I, again, I think it's more the perception thing and more long term potential than than anything else. I think that's a, the big takeaway. And um, of course, now what do you, what do you make of two lightweights signing when they already have a bunch of lightweights coming in?
0: Um well well I'll say one thing. Everyone's like where's Gavin Fit? Where's Mahia? Where's Reneria Fit? Well, I'll say this. Gavin Teasdale is a sophomore and he's weighing well over I'm not going to get into specific weights, yeah, but yeah. he's going to be a a 33-41, probably a 41. Yeah. The words he's probably going to be a 41 were used while I was up there, okay? So yeah, he, he's not 20, he's not a 22. He's not a 25, okay? He's he's going to grow. He's already bigger than Spencer. So now there, there's still other guys. There's still Mahian, and Renaria, and this, this. I mean, this happens at Iowa, right? You had Clark Gilman slug it out for a year. You had everyone forgets the situation that Tony Ramos came into when he was the starter his first year. He was not supposed to be a starter. Everyone was obsessed with with um, Nate Moore and then Tyler Clark as well, who transferred from Iowa State. Everyone, you know, those were the guys and. Tony was just kind of this, you know, tough kid, but no one really gave him a shot. And he was kind of just willed his way into the lineup that year. I don't even believe he won the wrestle off. I think Clark might have won the the wrestle off. But regardless, this happens at good schools. This happens at Iowa. There's precedent there. So, yeah, maybe Mejia, Renneria, Teasdale, they got to slug it out to start. Um, That could happen. I mean, these kids are young, they're going to continue to grow. And maybe one ends up a forty-nine pounder. Maybe they can juggle the red shirts in such a way, but um, I don't think this is some huge problem that they're going to have to sort out. I mean, look at Oklahoma State; like this is, this happens with them. You know, they've got guys, and it, it ends up working itself out.
1: Mejia uh, had some good, um, encouraging quotes, a uh, very mature quotes um, on IA wrestle the article they did interview with them. Um, and he said, you know, these things work themselves out, and you know, who knows what weights we're all we'll, we'll all be, but it'll shake itself out, and we'll compete to, um, you know, to have the best team on the mat, the best guy, maybe, maybe the best man win. Um, that being said, and that's that's awesome, right? But would you blame anyone for? I'm not gonna say Mahaya, but anybody, Renteria, would you blame anyone for looking elsewhere? I mean, oh. this is a tough situation to be in. And Iowa yeah. also has guys like Jack Wagner coming in. I mean, there's other guys there too. Yeah, how big's Happel? Is he like a 45-ish? Uh,
0: Happel's going to be... 49, 50. I mean, th- there's
1: hope that he could go 41. Yeah. But that's cutting it.
0: Yeah, it's yes. 49. Okay. So that's the Hawkeyes. Would would anyone look elsewhere? Well, y- you know, I, I don't know. I, I think they... I've heard different things and you hear different things at this job and you you know, you don't want to just put it out there, but um Yeah, so I'm not gonna put it out there actually. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't not, do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it.
1: Um that's not good. It wouldn't be good.
0: No, it wouldn't be good. So I'm not gonna do it. Discretion. Good job, C P good catch. Um one thing that, that Spencer mentioned that really this is maybe a cautionary tale to other schools as they recruit is that the negative recruiting, yeah. and it's kid to kid, right? Maybe some kid gets jacked up that you say, oh, don't go there. They don't. Come on. Really? They're not going to do this, this, and this. But that was a huge turnoff for Spencer Lee. Huge. Yeah, I know. And I'm know not going to get oh, specific to the situation, but a, a, a team that was in the running, um, not one of the final two, but one of the big teams.
1: Well, come um, on. No. Oh, I mean, it's obvious,
0: isn't it? I don't know. All right. So, without getting too specific, that was a huge turnoff for Spencer. He did not like it, and yeah. So, it, it's interesting. You know, this they, the coaches they push those buttons, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And I guess you really got to know the kid and uh, what they're going to respond to. That's a that's a big part of recruiting. So that was that was an interesting thing. You wouldn't think. My thing is, if, if you're spent recruiting Spencer Lee, man, just tell him about what your program can do for him instead of bashing the others, right? If you're the spot for him, it'll kind of yeah, sell it's itself. A, it's
1: a tricky situation, and it, it's um, it's a part of recruiting in every sport. Basketball, football, you hear it all the time, the, the term negative recruiting. And it, the, the tough thing is that sometimes it works. Yeah, I mean they you know, wouldn't do it. it's a learned
0: behavior, right? Like they wouldn't do it if it didn't
1: work. Right, sometimes these 17 18 year old kids are very impressionable and, and they don't realize that I, I don't know. They Spencer Lee is
0: a smart kid, very discerning and um yeah, he's he's a different cat, man. He's not your right. average 17 year old guy. He's a he's,
1: Right, but but sometimes it works. Sometimes you yeah. you know, you, when the coach is telling you, "Hey, that program over there, yeah, it looks all rosy, but let me tell you something about them. And so and sometimes that works to eighteen yeah. year olds.
0: And sometimes but, you end up
1: squashing or
0: talking down on one of their heroes. You know, someone they look up to. It's like, wait a second, that's
1: not right. Well uh, that's that's just a different thing altogether. That's just that's just a different thing altogether. But um you know, other kids might react to it like, hey, stop Talking about USC's problems, and just tell me about Notre Dame's uh, good things, yeah, right? Right, right. So different strokes for different. Hey, groups. let's talk
0: about Gavin a little bit. This has been a little, um, a little Spencer centric. Um,
1: it really has. You know like, what's interesting? That
0: kind of bothered me, to be honest with you. But it was. It's hard. It's hard. You know. It's hard to. But but that's what we and can I, do. Like, you know, we can even, be the change
1: it's really difficult to handle but you know you almost feel like even us a little bit maybe at flow of course you know Spencer Lee being older and being a little bit more accomplished by the by the fact of being um, you know another year in advance a junior rather than a sophomore you know Spencer Lee has it's a huge name as a spotlight like but at the same time, it's almost like yeah, Gavin committed too. No, not Gavin committed too. Gavin Teasdale is freaking awesome. Yeah, he's really good. And what's what is so
0: interesting to me is Teasdale's style: low single, elbow control. I mean, wrestles like
1: oh, John state. Smith,
0: Coleman Scott. I mean, he well, wrestles well, like those.
1: Those were the indications I got. Um, he was wearing. He was wearing Oklahoma State had it. Who's number one? Yeah, yep, yeah. and I had heard it long before that. I had heard it when Gavin was young, like, I don't know, long time ago that Gavin likes Oklahoma State, he likes their style. But you know and- who
0: else, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you know who else both got strong looks from was UNC and Coleman Scott. Both gave, gave UNC a look, you know, and mm-hmm. of course they're on the outside. And this is something we've talked about a lot, Willie, is being second or third in recruiting is really the most useless accomplishment ever. Like it you're really, just you just left empty. And we almost had Gavin. You know, Spencer was giving us a look, but he doesn't go to any of those places. And it's not like it's not like getting second in a tournament where you score a lot of points and you still did good. You, you get nothing. That's
1: right. I mean, that, that, that hurts. I mean, there's. It's cool that like you were in. It, in the mix, right? But you don't get anything out of it.
0: Maybe there is a little, um, a little bump when it comes out publicly that they were considering the, a school, and it's like, hey, you know, Gavin and Gavin and Spencer were were looking at UNC. Well, maybe, you know, that, that's a good spot. And obviously, Coleman's doing a a good job there, and he's very enticing for for lightweights for sure. Uh, another thing that came of this that that I found interesting was. Um, the the Young Guns, which is uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not. it's it's the <laughs> best it's the best wrestling club in the country for the, the high school. Isn't it the best level. wrestling club ever? Um, maybe, maybe. When you look at the guys that have come out of that room. And so it's no stri- secret, strip matter went to Iowa. Um so it, it became this thing like when Spencer and Gavin announced, Yeah, they should uh the brand should send uh Strip matter and them a a check or they thank them for this and delivering. You have no idea what you're talking about and you have no idea what men of integrity, uh, John and Jody Strip Matter are. And not only that, not only that, that they have nothing to do with the process other than they'll answer a kid's question and, and stuff like that. But they they don't give any advice, any recommendations, anything like that. Okay, for one. Number two, this is very obvious to anyone that's paying attention, that doesn't have an agenda, that they don't have much. Look at where these kids go. They go everywhere. Nolf, Nico, McCutcheon, Chenzo, Penn State. You know, Pletcher, I think, was a young guy. Ohio State, Zavatsky, Tech. Devin Brown, West Virginia. You know, Spencer, Cameron, Young going to Iowa. Crevas, um, Virginia. Um, Mickey Phillippe, UVA. Tyler Smith, Bucknell. Shields and Maruka, Arizona State. Shan Campbell Pitt AC Headley UNC I mean and and that's just that's a very I'm
1: probably missing some Willie that was you're just missing, you're missing a lot but missing a lot the, but the point remains is that Jody and John don't funnel They, they – did not, not even funnels not even a fair word to use in the context because they don't even like lead they don't even suggest yeah they, they have nothing they, literally no they, they say you know I'm not I'm not gonna do that if I you know, number one, if you if you suggest, then you're kind of being biased. Number one, number two, they are very conscious. Like, if they would say, "Hey, yeah," um, for this kid, we prefer this school in this situation. For this kid, we prefer this school in this situation. They don't even do that. They don't because, even do that because, um, you know, if a, if a kid goes somewhere and it doesn't work out. They would feel they would feel guilty because they're that's the kind of people they are. That's
0: exactly those. Are, that's so funny you said it. That's the exact phrase that was said to me, the two days ago. Like a part of why, like they just couldn't make a recommendation, have it not work out, and that would just like crush them. So absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like I said, those that's just off the top of my head who I came up with, and you've got kids from Arizona State. To UNC, to I mean, if they're funneling guys to Iowa, they're they're disguising it pretty well by sending a lot of guys to other <clears> schools. <throat> so it's it's <laughs> right. uh it's not happening a hundred
1: percent. It's you know what, you know what is really interesting is now there's going to be four PA kids in the Iowa room, right now probably in the Iowa lineup, and then the fifth one, um, you know Marinelli, you could. Half the lineup is going to be PA, Ohio. Well, and this is... this. I mean, that's what you... If you're Iowa, this is what
0: you have to do. I mean, you can't... You will not win... If if you have all the best Iowa guys, you, you will not win. Okay, that is not enough. You have to recruit nationally. Uh, you could... Penn State could probably recruit just Pennsylvania and maybe win titles, probably win titles. Now, they they pick... They get guys from all over, but... You know, you could maybe do it in Pennsylvania. You can't do it
1: in Iowa. They
0: they don't have enough elite guys. No, there's not enough no. elite and guys.
1: Iowa at one time, Iowa thought, you know, and at one time it might have been closer to true, is that they can get a lot of homegrown kids. And, and but they've
0: if, they had success with that. You know, they had, you know, St. John well, and McDonough Borschel.
1: That's it's Slighten. the structure is just not there anymore. The, right. number, the, the the quantity and quality in Iowa right now. And it's cyclical; it could come back, but right now it's not there.
0: Right, and and could you you could also say that hey, that's a big contributing factor to, to Iowa being down. You inherently are uh, you get the benefit, and your team is just gonna be better if it's in a better state, in a better recruiting area. Like that's just that is natural. So for Iowa to have been down the last couple of years on the high school scene. And to see Iowa not punch through and win a title, it, it almost, you know, it's a pretty strong correlation there, right? And so they have to go out and they've got to recruit other states. you got to go to Ohio and PA. And um, they're doing that. They're doing that right now. And that's what you have to do if you want to stay competitive with Ohio State and with, with Penn State and these other – Oklahoma State, which obviously – now Oklahoma State's another team that – it's kind of the beneficiary of this um and i think there could going to be a further beneficiary down the line of the resurgence of oklahoma wrestling, right willie? oklahoma coming along uh improving significantly, right?
1: As far as what? homegrown talent? Yeah. Yeah, they've had a resurgence. They've had great they, they, they've had bumper crop. They've had a bumper crop of What kids does that mean, bumper crop? You don't know what a bumper crop is? No, i don't know what that means.
0: So that's like sort of a farming term. It means it was a good
1: year. It was a good year for the corn. Good year
0: you for You know what I mean? That, big, that feels like an Iowa reference to me. That, that falls flat in Oklahoma. Do they grow corn in Oklahoma?
1: Uh, bumper bumper crop is a is a term. That means it's been a good year. Been a good it's year. Been, so it's been
0: a bumper crop, okay, of talent. I for I
1: talent in Oklahoma. Okay. Recently. Um maybe not quantity, but definitely quality. Look at the guys that they've produced over the last few years with JoJo and Boo Lee Wallen and Cade Brock and the Moore brothers. And, um, hey, can yeah. you,
0: let me interrupt. Do not call him that anymore. His name is Joseph Smith. His name is
1: Joseph Smith. And
0: Willie's going to get a shot collar and he will be electrocuted every time he calls him that other name because that is not his name, and I don't believe he wants to be called that, and I don't think they want him called that, so we can't call him that.
1: Thanks
0: Anymore. for sticking up for Joseph. I'm sticking up for Joseph. Um, um go ahead. But yeah, that's a great crop, and then you've got guys like now he's not. These guys haven't committed, but Caden Gefeller and Dayton Fix, right. who are obvious obvious targets.
1: Now, what do you? Here's the thing. What's Penn State's solution? I mean, this is a whole. We could do we could do a half hour on this. At twenty five.
0: Yeah. Well, they've got some time. I mean, there's there's other uh, there's other lightweight prospects out there, you know, I think. And, I mean, really? it's, it's also solved by, um, you know, if is if a career 25, if that somehow happened, then there's your – it's solved. Right.
1: If Soriano is a career 25, then – well, but then they need a 33.
0: Well, they've got Cortez for three years. Right now, yeah. so there's that. So, so basically, yeah. there's no problem. So Penn State uh, Penn could be all right. So it's only a problem if Soriano can't hold it. And
1: he, he might be able to hold it,
0: you know? I'm to give you a name. Drop it. Uh,
1: Brandon Courtney.
0: Yeah. I've heard that Arizona kid? Yeah. You, th- you think so? Mm hmm. You think he'd go to Penn mm-hmm.
1: State? Yeah, I think he's I think he'd go to Penn State. I think I think everybody should be looking at him. He's he's a he's a lighter kid, he's probably a career twenty five pounder and you hear it time and time again that the most difficult things to find in college recruiting is a career twenty five pounder and a heavyweight. Yeah. And with Courtney being a career twenty five and now I'm talking about Brandon Courtney, not the Arizona version. You know?
0: What do you Christian mean? Piles? Yeah, what do you, the Arizona version? What do you mean by that? Not
1: Brian Courtney. I'm not talking about Brian Courtney.
0: Okay. You're talking about from, Brandon Courtney.
1: Yeah, I'm talking about Brandon Courtney from Arizona. Uh, I just think he has a lot of upside. He's a career 25 pounder and, and look maybe for him to be a solution for, if it's not, you know, maybe not Penn State, but maybe, maybe, and maybe Arizona State, maybe some other schools, but, um, and the reason I'm bringing them up is because you say there's a lot of solutions at 25. I don't feel that way.
0: You don't feel that way.
1: Okay. I don't feel like a whole lot of 25-pound prospects out there.
0: All right, all right, all right. That's Certainly that's, not career 25-pound. All right, understood, understood. Um, you know, that would be an area you would know a little better. But as far as the other Courtney, is everyone kind of assuming he's going to – Cornell. I mean, I I wonder how. Um. You know. Well, what uh,
1: what about um? Well, I mean, I think that's a two horse race. I think Brian Courtney is a Penn State, Cornell thing.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. So we'll see about that. We'll see. We'll see where he ends up. I I don't. Know. I I feel like Penn State will will be fine there. And you know, do they? get a look from dayton fix is dayton fix could he go 25 you know that wouldn't be uh
1: yeah that's that's another that's another avenue that they could they could go is uh calling up dayton um now what's the likelihood of landing dayton has repeatedly said that he's open to any any and all opportunities he'll listen and he'll think about now you know the conventional wisdom is
0: oklahoma state
1: that that he's close to the oklahoma state program his father was a A teammate with John Smith and you know from from Dayton Fix's arrival to stardom everybody has said um, yeah well it's inevitable he'll go to Oklahoma State Um, and that very well may be true but Dayton has been very open about his recruiting yeah that it's not a
0: not a done deal so obviously if you get you know you don't get Spencer Lee but Dayton Fix certainly is, is proven to be a very good wrestler, one of the pound-for-pound pound best in the country as well. So he may not be Spencer, but um, you could do a lot worse. So not, I, I don't think this is approaching problematic status for, for Penn State.
1: Right. That's my... So, all right, 45 minutes of Spencer Lee, Iowa, Penn State recruiting S- slash stuff. Blackjack. Slash blackjack. Slash hooters. Uh, how about – Late last night, the Greco situation, of people,
0: um,
1: oh. our guys over in Mongolia, trying to qualify
0: for the Olympics. Right, and we go 0 for 3 there in terms of qualifying. Rayvon wrestled six matches. He was in the match to go to the Olympics, and he lost. Oh. Heartbreaker. He, he was heart- wrestling great, right? He looked good. He looked He looked really good. Now, on the one hand, you say... Darn, that was maybe a shot. But on the other hand, theoretically, the field at Turkey should be weaker, right? Like it should. I
1: I I know, I know, but man, you were in the match. You're in the match to go to the Olympics.
0: I know, I know,
1: but you can say, ah, we'll get them next week. But you had one match.
0: One, gracious. And you
1: wrestled six.
0: Yeah. But isn't it two weeks? It's in two weeks, right? It's not a week uh, turn. So he's two got weeks, a you know. got a week turnaround to to make it happen, and uh, I I think I'm I'm feeling okay about Ravon. You know Thilke. I'm I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling
1: okay too. I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling like he's gonna get it done. But
0: you know, I also just so close. He was so close. That hurts. It hurts. It hurts. And then you know the other two guys. Rao and Thielke both go 0-1. So not mm-hmm. doesn't bode well. They don't get pulled back, I don't believe. And, yeah, they didn't because they were 0-1. So not good. Not good on that front. And Well, who do we have today, bud? We've got the ladies. You know? We've got the ladies, ladies today. today. So that would be Helen, Tamira, um, Agello, and Kelsey Campbell, I do believe. Nice. So... You know, you feel obviously pretty confident that Helen will be able to get it done, and then we'll we'll just have to see with the others. You know, I don't. I, Are you I think, gonna be able I, to stay
1: I, up I, and watch? What's your schedule like?
0: Man, I was like, I was jazzed up for for Greco, watching some, and then nine o'clock came and it was the Z monster <laughs> gra- grabbed me. And but but in fairness, I I could stay up later than that, Willie. I could stay up later than that, but.
1: I was, Stay up to like ten thirty? I bet you, I bet you could get crazy. and Stay up till like ten thirty.
0: I could do that. I could do that and have done that. But what I was gonna say before you chuckled, I was up very late with the the Spencer Lee stuff. I was up late that night. Had to get up early to drive back.
1: You and, were up to like nine forty-five that night. I bet.
0: No, I seriously, I seriously was up till almost midnight. Okay, so I actually that's really no late. No way. Stop. That's late, Willie. That's a late time to be conscious. It's like I, I couldn't wind down. I ate lunch at like 10, 30, 11. And I was still like just fired up from, I don't know, adrenaline somehow. I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's how I oh, get. You, with, are, with you, big... are so, you are precious. The name for you is you precious. <laughs> Why?
0: Because I was like just really excited from what happened. Because you're
1: just such a good kid.
0: Oh, would you stop? Don't. Don't patronize me. Don't patronize me. Um, so, yeah.
1: UFC, UFC weigh-ins are today. So, I'm doing that. And then I'm ho- I like...
0: How committed gonna, is Henry to making weight? That's going to happen, right? He's Those days yeah. are behind him?
1: Hey, they say, they say that he is in the best place he's ever been in um, as far as making weight. He must be staying
0: in all- the Hooters Hotel if he's in the best place.
1: <laughs> no, he's supposedly on i forget what they called it there's some phase 4 thing program Ooh. or something but whatever the case is like he's he in the best place he's ever been he's um yesterday he was 7 over hmm, Sounds um, like he's right there which which they said is he's the closest he's ever been in that time frame and completely hydrated they made um he's been drinking 2 gallons of water a day and then this last week it was one gallon, and I guess the last two days has been a half gallon, and so he's he's only he was only seven over and super hydrated, and you could tell he looked good, he looked relaxed. Um, I don't know if you saw the videos that I put up, but uh, in his in his open workout, he's very. He's very much a showman. He's relaxed. He, he brought a girl on stage and did the salsa with her. Like, I mean, the guy's in a title fight, and, and he's he's very confident and and, and relaxed. And, um, you know, from, from watching what I was impressed with most, you know that Henry's an amazing wrestler, but um, I was very impressed with his power and his striking, especially his kicks. Um, did he hit you? He punched me right in the face. <laughs> No, but, uh, half of the country you know, just said, thank you, you know, you know, you know, you know, John Jones is amazing, you know, and, and, you know, St. Pru is, is awesome. So the heavyweight fight is going to be good. But when I watched the open workouts between Demetrius Johnson, who, by the way, is a two time, um, Washington state champion. Did you know that? Ah, uh, no, I didn't. Um, so Demetrius Johnson has had the title forever and it's like one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world. Um, he's a wrestler. But when I watched their open workouts, I was, I was uh, very impressed with the power that each of them had for little guys. And after watching the open workouts, I am more excited for that fight than, than any other fight on the card. It's, it's going to be really good. I,
0: I have kind of a funny story. that's not. I don't even know it's funny. I don't know why I use that word. But in like 2008, that next year. So it may have been. No, it wasn't even quite 2009. Um, Henry came to Waynesboro, Virginia for a clinic. I mean, I don't know how this happened or why it happened, but somehow he came there. And so obviously I went. That's like 20 minutes from where I live. I'm there, right? And we get to – he does a clinic, and it's really cool, and I bring some guys there and whatever. You meet Henry. But then the coaches um, invited me and some other coaches back to their place – where Henry was staying, right? I like get at, at this one coach's house. They just put him up there. And so we just kind of got to hang out for an evening with Henry. And he did like a, a boxing MMA workout. This, this guy named, I think his name's Frankie Sanchez. It's a guy who's trained Henry or something was with him. And they put him through like an MMA workout. So I got to watch him like hit the bag. And it, you know, I don't know Jack about boxing, but you know, you can kind of like aesthetically take in that like he knows what sure. he's doing, hitting the bag, right? Like, Quick and precise, and a lot of movements and stuff. So, he was doing that stuff, and then like they were talking about his diet, like how crazy he's about it. And, like, we you know, the coaches, you know, how these coaches' things are, and they're people drinking and eating burgers and stuff. And he's sitting at the table with all these coaches, and he's like peeling a mango and like eating it with a knife. Like, it's like, wow, I don't know, I just yeah. that just always stuck with me.
1: Like, this is a guy
0: very he's dedicated a, to
1: what, what he, he puts in his body, but, yeah, but definitely. Then he had issues, right? Like making way come from. Yeah. Him. So
0: I don't know. I don't know. He, he deviated from the mangoes at some point. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but now he's
1: uh, but, back on. Uh, the point and all that. So the weigh ins are today, and I'm going to go to that and then um, hopefully get back, avoid the casino floor. Oh, geez. And yeah, good luck. Just totally, totally dial in to watching the. the ladies tonight
0: in the qualifying yeah so we got ladies it's ladies night and then it's ladies night and then uh then men freestyle men's freestyle so that that do we know the entries has
1: anybody seen the entries for free of men's
0: no i i have not i'm yet to do that hey uh before we go um someone asked me a great question on twitter and i found it to be interesting um and they asked me essentially, should Jake Varner go up to 125 kilos with Turvel leaving, and Snyder not going anywhere until like you know 2034? Um, should Varner go up to heavy? And I say yes. What do you say? Because we talked about like his future in general. Might it might Jake
1: I say hang it up? I say why not? I mean, I yeah. If you're not hanging it up, why why not try? Like he's huge. I guess the thing is he just beat Kyle in one match. And if it was a typical year, well, you know, it's always three, right? I don't know if he's, I don't know if he can beat Kyle in three matches.
0: I think, I think we've seen that. Here's the thing. Kyle's going to, I think he's going to win, but I believe he will medal at the Olympics. So Varner is going to have to beat him three times. It's not
1: going to happen. It's just—it's just not maybe, gonna happen. Maybe Varner, especially in a non-Olympic year, next year for Worlds, maybe he should test the waters at heavyweight. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, just try, try give it a team. shot, I mean, build your body up, see what you can
0: do. I feel like his style would translate well. I feel like he would have an how a, a, how does he, athletic how advantage. How much? What do you think he walks around at? Gotta be two thirty something, right? I mean You walk by the guy, he's massive. Somehow, through some act of science, he once made one eighty four in college. I don't know how that ever happened. I don't know how that happened I don't know how that happened. Because um, he was huge at ninety seven and now he's huge at ninety seven kilos, which is two hundred and thirteen. I mean he's he's bigger than Kyle. I I, so, th- I think he should to do to answer it. your question, yes. Yeah, I think so too. I'm behind that. I'm behind
1: I'm down with Jake Farner at least test the waters, right? Like at least. And maybe and his style's even maybe better for that. I think
0: so too. I think his he's a good athlete, but I think there's some guys good athlete?
1: He's big enough and the style could be better for him. Right. Right. I, I agree with
0: that completely and totally. So, yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool to see. Hey, a color, a couple other young guns. I got a, I have a more comprehensive list, Willie. I did Did some serious homework here and got got some help. AJ Shop. AJ Shop, Edinburgh, okay. Michael De Palma, Kent State. The Hendersons, forgot about them. North Carolina. Um, Solomon Chisco, forgot about him. He went to Virginia Tech. Uh, Cam Coy, UVA. Um, Zach Kelly, Bucknell. So, yeah, there's some others. There's some others. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but. That's a whole heck of a lot of guys. That's a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that's all I wanted to say. I wanted to get that in all there. Right.
1: You, will, you won. You won the hearts and minds.
0: <laughs> that was it? That threw him? Mm-hmm. Hearing Solomon um, Francisco's name.
1: Also, a little nugget uh, for Beat the Streets. Christian, tell them about the Beat yeah, the Streets. Yeah,
0: this is cool. Bader somehow broke a story. This is interesting, right? So, <laughs> Bader... <laughs> I hope he's listening so badly. Um, he, tweeted, <laughs> he tweeted out that the winners of 55, 60, 74, and 84 kilograms at UWW Juniors, which is next week at Vegas, will wrestle at Beat the Streets. Actually, he didn't mention 60, so he partially broke the story. Coach Slay mentioned 60 kilograms.
1: God bless his shaggy little head.
0: Is it shaggy? His hair is a little more um, – I guess it's always a little shaggy. No, I thought it was a little shorter now. Anyways, so that – The winners of Vegas. The winners of Vegas – that really raises the stakes. I mean, I I think for me, if I'm a kid, man, that's a that is incentive. I'm telling you right now, kids, if you don't understand how cool Beat the Streets is, uh, it is it is awesome. It is so fun, and I couldn't imagine getting to compete. It what? is
1: great, but the
0: how much do you love it is almost comical. I it, yeah, well, I don't know if it's comical. I love New York so much. I I don't know. There's something very it's romantic you are, you are precious. Stop, man. Why are you I don't I don't like that word. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want this. I'm the most I mean, I'm a wrestling journalist. Now. Oh I'm man, being I don't know, know if precious. I'm gonna
1: go to Junior. I don't know if I'm gonna go to Vegas.
0: Yeah, you're you're still on the fence about that. I don't
1: know. I mean I could change my flight and just stay here for another six days. You could stay in the that Hooters? Would, that would probably be expensive. But uh <laughs> And, or I could fly back to Austin and then re- fly again to Vegas. I could do that, but I don't know. I don't know what I should do. I love the, I love the junior, uh, the junior well, tournament. One thing I'll say,
0: you still get to go to trials.
1: Oh, I wouldn't miss that for the world.
0: Right. Well, I so have I to miss think. that, but I'm going to be at beat the streets and we already know I'm, I'm more than okay with that. But so it's not like you're going to miss the, the team, but you'll miss, you know, something. Right. Yeah, I just miss watching him wrestle live. Yeah, you could watch it live on flowwrestling.org. Yeah, it's not the same. You have that. I know. I know that. Don't I know that? So, Willie's got a tough decision to make. Who knows when he'll make it. Um, Hey,
1: speaking of tough decisions, next Tuesday. That's
0: what I'm saying. Next Tuesday on Flow Wrestling Radio Live, one Nicholas Renan, or Nick, will be announcing his decision live on Flow Wrestling Radio Live. It is down to, I believe, Missouri, Penn, Virginia Tech, and NC State,
1: and uh, I ain't giving you any
0: more than that, and Nick the will... The best
1: decision he could make is to transfer guardianship to me from John Reed. Yeah, no arguments there.
0: Um, so Nick's, Nick's going to come on. It's going to be awesome. It's a huge, huge recruit. He's a, he's a game changer for one of these teams, and I think he
1: fits well with, with all these programs, and...
0: I'm sure. I actually, know I actually like went be, through.
1: I actually went through like all the lineups with him, and he has a lot of great choices.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. No question. He fits about. in well a lot of places. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So, I let's let me take a moment. You've called me precious. Take a moment. Willie got up at what six o'clock your time? Yes. In in Las Vegas, and that that needs to be acknowledged. <laughs> I think. I just think that is precious, honestly. And a sign of a true pro, which Willie Saylor is. And now what I don't know, and I you don't have to say, if you just happened to stay up all night and you were sitting at the blackjack table and you're just going to power through until 6 o'clock and then just come upstairs in your hotel room and do the show, maybe you did that. But I would no. like to think you went to bed extra early at 9.30 right after Golden Girls.
1: This is true. You had a
0: glass of milk, you slept, you set your alarm, you got up at five, you got a run in at the uh, Hooters treadmill gym area. There was no, phys- there was no
1: physical activity. There's
0: no physical activity, and you got up and you did this show. That's what I choose to believe you did, and and for that, the nation is obviously thankful. I'm thankful, so thank you. And not only that, you were on your game.
1: There was no fog. No, if if I stayed up all night. There's no way I would have made it through these sh- this show without any curse words or f bombs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which some would say, uh, f bomb is a curse word, actually, Willie. So that was a little redundant. Um, so yeah, we are we good to go? Are you gonna, uh, you gotta get uh ready for your for the weigh-ins, um. I've got to get ready. We got birthday parties this weekend, so Chris, we we're, got birthday parties. We got things to do. We got things to do. So uh, I'm gonna play the outro song, Willie, and uh, we're play gonna play the outro s- song. I'm playing it. Hey, I, I double clicked it. What is it? Prince. Oh Prince my, died. R.I.P. You know that's I'm legit. Like I'm not like one of these. Like when David Bowie died, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh!"
1: I now listen to him, and he was amazing. Come like on. I legit Prince was a- he had some good songs, but. And he he was like a musical genius. He could play like 38 instruments but he wasn't that great and he
0: stop f- it. I'm gonna hang up on you. He's One more word about Prince.
1: He's a squirrel.
0: The, done. I, I zapped him. I hung up on him because that's what you get when you besmirch the name of Prince okay Prince RIP Prince amazing musician and um, thanks so much for listening. We will see you next Tuesday. Tune in for Rena's decision. That's going down for real. And we will see you next time.